0: Hey y'all, welcome to Weekly Woo with Chels. I'm Chels Holmes. I'm an intuitive astrologer and tarot reader based on the unceded lands of the Cato and Wichita Indigenous Peoples, also known as Dallas, Texas. I have been into this woo-woo stuff for many years, and I offer astrology and tarot readings, workshops, events, and more with this woo-woo stuff. Each week on this podcast, I'll give you a rundown of the astrological energies for the week ahead, and some ideas on how you can work with them. So first, here are the transits for this week for those who want to jot it down. So Sunday, today, October 23rd, the Sun and Venus have moved into Scorpio and Saturn stations direct. On Monday, no big astrology, but Tuesday, we have the Moon moving into Scorpio and the first eclipse of this cycle. We then have Mercury scoring Pluto on Wednesday, On Thursday, the moon moves into Sagittarius. On Friday, Jupiter moves into Pisces. On Saturday, the moon is in Capricorn and Mercury moves into Scorpio. And on Sunday, Mars will station retrograde. Okay. So first, how astrology showed up for me in my life in a literal way last week. I've really enjoyed sharing these with you guys. So this past Thursday, the sun in Libra opposed my natal Jupiter in Aries. So Libra is my 11th house of greater community, and it has my MC, which signifies career and reputation. Jupiter is a planet that rules teaching and learning, and it's in Aries for me, which is ruled by Mars and Mars is in Leo in my ninth house of teaching and learning. All of that to say, I taught an astrology basics workshop on Thursday evening, and it was really fun and always a reminder of how much I enjoy not only learning all of this woo-woo stuff, but also sharing that knowledge with others. Okay, so let's get into the astrology of this week. And it's a big welcome to Scorpio season. So today, already this morning, the sun and Venus have moved into Scorpio. It's deep, it's not necessarily for the fan of the heart. So the sun in Scorpio, it shows us where we can sometimes get stuck in our feels. Scorpio is a fixed water sign. So it's emotions, right? It's water and water usually enjoys flowing. But in Scorpio, it's stuck in one spot in a container and it can feel a little icky. Scorpio is also that depth of emotion that you can't necessarily see the bottom of. So this is a time when small talk can be like literally painful and you really just want to ask the hard hitting deep questions right off the bat. So that's a little tidbit of sun in Scorpio. With Venus in Scorpio, she is not the most chill here. Venus has a harder time tapping into the blessings of love and abundance and is a little more fixed on things that maybe you desire but aren't necessarily the best for us or you've had but maybe have lost and are having a harder time moving on from. Scorpio brings up points in our chart, if you take a peek on where Scorpio is, of things that we can be a little obsessive about. Scorpio has this incredible capacity for loyalty, but when taken too far, it can lean into a little bit of obsession. So um, think about, hey, maybe that shows up for you where Scorpio lands in your chart. So Venus also taps into her intimacy through really sexual expression here. It's like she's not able to show love in the same way that she would traditionally in other signs. So has to sort of dig down and transcend almost into the depths so that words are not necessarily as meaningful. And she has to really work with something deeper and more intimate. So if you feel just a little more touchy feely, literally physically touchy-feely during Scorpio season absolutely makes sense once Venus makes her way there. So on Saturday, I'll go ahead and talk about it now. Um, Mercury is going to join the Scorpio party. And this brings, again, a depth and emotional tinge to your communications and thought processes. So instead of the surface stuff, you're more likely to be thinking about the more important parts of life. And as Scorpio is ruled by Pluto in modern astrology, it's about digging into what's hidden, what's in your subconscious, and pulling it out in a way that you're able to think about or analyze differently, or communicate in a very different way. This is also a time when again, like small talk, ain't it? You're just here to get into the deep conversations that really show you what's underneath in a person. So it's all about things that are sort of like in the depths, underground, underwater, and all of a sudden, we're able to see them or bring them to the surface. So I'm going to jump around a tiny bit and go ahead and tell you about the Scorpio new moon, also known as Scorpio eclipse on Tuesday. So in the theme of all the Scorpioness, right? Eclipses, they're similar to new moons and full moons, but they have a longer effect and they tend to bring the drama. So a solar eclipse is similar to a new moon in that it helps us to begin anew, have a restart, but... Again, through the lens of Scorpio, in true Scorpio fashion, it may be doing that by releasing or by taking away your distractions that you've kind of buried, right? Some more of that underworld terminology um, and are using maybe as a distraction from that fresh start. So the eclipse cycle runs for the full six months instead of the usual two weeks or 28 days that we work within a lunar cycle. It's a long game shakeup. It's going to bring things to the forefront, bring things to the surface where we pay attention to what we need to let go of, what we need to bring in more of, and what we're able to really focus on. And on this case, it's going to be really till the Taurus eclipse in next April. So pay attention not just to Tuesday, but really already this week and then through November 8th with the Taurus eclipse. That's the full range of this eclipse portal. So you're likely to have things progressively pop up for the next two week span that all kind of show you what's been under the surface, what's been a little hidden, so that it's bringing it up for you to address it. And the thing with Scorpio in general is it's about facing things that... Are a little uncomfortable or maybe a little bit taboo for you. And so the eclipse is nothing if not going to pull all of that out and say, here you are, very plainly, clearly, this is what you need to address. I did put a reel up on my Instagram um, and then also an additional message for patrons over on Patreon about the eclipses, just in kind of a fun little way I think about eclipses in general. Okay. I would also be remiss if I did not remind you that the lovely planet of Uranus, it's hanging out in Taurus. And so it will be a major player in this eclipse timeline and season. And Uranus is a disruptor. Uranus is something that kind of brings some of those aha moments or the lightning bolt of energy, but it's in a way that shake things up. It's in a way that shows you what you're ready to kind of rebel against what you're ready to say, no, no, that's not mine, but this is, and pick up exactly what is meant for you. So remember that in addition to all of the Scorpionus, all of the like inherent Plutonian energy with these eclipses, season, it's also an impacting Uranus. Okay. So that was kind of most of the Scorpio of it all for this week. Now I want to talk about Saturn. So today on Sunday, Saturn is stationing direct. Saturn's been in Aquarius for like a minute now. And while retrograde, you may have had a more challenging time getting a handle on the Aquarius part of your chart. Things like plans being made, but not quite coming together quite right. Simply not being able to like be on time to save your life not fully being able to communicate your boundaries or having others disrespect your boundaries and not being able to fully contend with that in a constructive way it may have just been harder to show up as a responsible adult like adulting right But the good news with Saturn stationing direct, we're starting to move back into dealing with these things. And in a way that takes what you've learned in this last year, and it's time in Aquarius and builds on it to create a way of being for you. That's more uniquely you, and it takes into account how you can show up for your community as well. So Aquarius, as much as it's about our individual, unique gifts and interests, it's also about how those individual, unique, beautiful blessings make up our interconnected systems of all of humanity so saturn has been in this interesting spot where it's kind of assessing how you have constructed your life and how your um, life plugs into the greater whole of our collective community all of the people on this space rock right so for saturn to now station direct it's nice because all the Saturnian things start to move forward. So we're able to plan a little bit more effectively. We probably will be a little bit more on time. We can stick to our deadlines and timelines. We can have stronger boundaries, but hopefully it will be in a way that takes into account what's good for not only you, but also for others in the same way. All right. So that brings us to Mercury square Pluto Okay, so if you follow me on Instagram, you know I do a tarot card poll for the day, Monday through Friday every week, and a couple of times a message popped up for me that I think absolutely pertains to this week as well. So I will once again remind you to respond instead of react. So this transit is activating, um, and it's likely from a conversation, a feeling, a piece of information coming to the forefront. So again, that Pluto bringing things that uncover, right? And it bristles against your values, because Mercury is squaring Pluto from Libra. So it's about justice, it's about relationships, and it's about our values. And it's bringing it up so that you kind of have to deal with it. It sort of forces the issue squares create tension. But it's about responding to the interaction, not going like zero to 60 and reacting all in one second. This can be also about transforming your thoughts and communications and kind of letting go of some of the ways of thinking that have been posed on you by your relationships but are not necessarily aligned with your values. And I talked about it a tiny bit last week with the Venus Kazemi, but the Venus Kazemi, yes, it can be so much about love and relationships and pleasures, but it's also about our values. And so once Venus of values gets into the heart of the sun, we can really take stock of what's important to us and what we do value for ourselves and for others. And so we had that and then like smack within 12 hours, all of a sudden everybody shifts into Scorpio and into that uncovering and the Pluto of it all. So we got really clear and solid with our values yesterday with the Kazemi. And then this week, it's like, we're actually having to do something with it. We're actually seeing like, okay, if I decided this is what's important to me, Here's all the stuff that I've buried underneath for so long that I know does not align with my values. And all of a sudden, everything's going to start popping back up so that you're able to say, nope, nope, that's not for me. Or you're able to say, yes, that absolutely aligns to who I am and what I stand for. So this Mercury square to Pluto, you may have a lot of thoughts and communication around kind of that dynamic and how it affects you in your relationships. So Pluto is in its final degrees of Capricorn and Capricorn is a sign that likes things to be in a certain way, very structured, very much like here's the rules to our relationship, right? And this feels like a little bit of a shake up where you're able to see like what rules make sense still and what rules are like, no, no, that makes no sense. So that's Pluto and Mercury square. We're going to feel that really for most of this week, but it'll be more exact like Wednesday, Thursday. So then on Thursday, the moon moves into Sagittarius and it gives us a moment of levity. I hope Sagittarius we think of with being ruled by Jupiter It's kind of our party animal part of our chart. It is very much about um, having a good time and making sure everybody else around you is also joining in in the party. But there are many, many symbols and significations and things that have to do with each part of our chart and each sign and each planet. And one of the things I feel like we don't talk about so much in astrology is how Sagittarius is also the truth seeker. So as much as we think of Sagittarius as like the world traveler, because they want to get out and have these awesome experiences, they're doing it because they want to seek to understand. And if you layer the truth seeking of Sagittarius, along with the kind of obsessive in, I need to know the truth of Scorpio, Thursday can be a day where if you lean into it in one way, make it fun and make it your moment of levity for the week. On the flip side, if the entire week and the Scorpio eclipse has been really, really heavy, this might be a day where you feel the truth hit you. You're able to really feel into what that really means for you. Okay, so on the topic of Jupiter... Uh, Jupiter is going to move back into the other sign that it rules in traditional astrology into Pisces on Friday. So, Jupiter was here earlier this year until May when it moved into Aries. So, think about the Pisces part of your chart. What were some of the big themes in your life in the earlier part of this year? Jupiter brings an expansive energy. So, whether that's learning more, finding more opportunities to grow, or getting outside of your comfort zone, Jupiter is also about spirituality. And this can be a time where you feel more connected to your beliefs. Please keep in mind that what you believe may not be what someone else believes and that not everyone has to believe the same things or the same things that you believe. So I'm not talking about basic human rights here. That is something we all need to agree on and be on the same page about. But can we be on the same page as well that everyone has a right to believe what they want so long as it's not bringing harm to others? That's the caveat at the end, right? What is harmful? What is harmful? and that becomes a little more individualistic, whereas Pisces is very interconnected with the greater community as a whole, with humanity as a whole. So as Jupiter moves back into Pisces, you might feel a little bit more connected to others. Pisces is a sign that really likes to merge and enmesh and become one with each other. It is a sign that cares a whole dang lot. So wherever Pisces is in your chart, know that you may have some themes coming up from uh, this coming Saturday through December 20th that are about your beliefs, how you are interacting and showing up with your community and the interconnectedness of others. Think more humanity as a whole, right? And how you are using your belief systems to expand the opportunities that you have in that part of your chart. I will also say that Neptune is hanging out in Pisces and Neptune brings the lovely veil of fog and makes things a little less clear. So when Jupiter and Neptune get together, we may have a propensity to being a little idealistic, um, being a little like everything is very much as it seems when it's kind of totally not. So keep that in mind as well. Um, but yeah, so from Saturday through December 20th, we will have Jupiter back into Pisces. Okay. So next and last for this week, we have Mars stationing retrograde on Sunday, and this is a long one. So from October 30th through mid January, I believe it's January 12th, Mars is going to be retrograding Gemini. So Mars will be in Gemini for that entire time period. It is going to square Neptune for much of this retrograde, especially when it's stationing. So it makes us hard to really understand what we have the energy for and how to access our energy. So if you think about Neptune brings the veil, brings the fog, and Mars is like a bonfire. It's really hard to build that bonfire into this roaring fire. You're working more with like hot coals on a little pilot light of fire because everything's foggy and a little wet right? So all of that is happening with Mars in Gemini. So it's the ways that you're able to communicate, understand, um, think clearly. It just might be a little bit harder to access that. And if you do have that capacity and you're able to get really clear, it's going to be extra hard to actually take the Mars action on that idea. So as it's a retrograde, it's about reevaluating, reassessing, How you think and how you're able to see and hear the viewpoints of others as well, because Gemini, Gemini is not solo. It's the twins. It's a relational sign. So how you're relating to others in a way that brings reciprocal energy is a big thing with this Mars. It's also about getting clear on how you are communicating with others, how you're allowing other people to communicate with you. And if that's really the energy that you want to vibe with. This can also be something where you're learning how ideas um, often mean nuance. We in pop astrology, you hear Gemini all the time that they're two-faced. And you know what? I'm here to say absolutely. And it is one of the most beautiful things in the Zodiac for me because two-faced does not mean malicious. It means they are able to hold two ideas at the same time and understand through nuance that one is not necessarily better than the other, that they can see both sides of the story. They can see both sides of the coin. And personally, I find that just incredible. So with Mars in Gemini and with Neptune, it may feel like all of a sudden you see 13 sides to a story. It may all of a sudden feel like you can't even see the difference between two stories. So know that as Neptune brings the fog on top of this Mars retrograde situation, it gives us a little bit less energy to deal with and accomplish in the Gemini parts of our chart and it also may be a lot harder to get clear on how we're processing how we're curious and how we're exploring the ideas and ways of thinking during this time frame on the flip side um, it is a retrograde right so it's a reassessment period it's a time already where you're supposed to slow down so this is so not the time and I'm going to re iterate all the re's for retrograde to react only if necessary and instead wait a beat wait one hot second and then respond because when you're reacting from a foggy neptune and mars you are very likely reacting to not a clear picture of what's actually happening. So again, my biggest advice last week, this week, I'm going to go ahead and say all of eclipse season and then through January with this Mars retrograde, you want to try and respond instead of react. So take that moment, take that hot beat before you just jump in there and think for one second, wait, what is this really saying? what is really happening? What does this really mean? And what's the appropriate response so that this moves forward? So this is productive, so that I'm not spiraling, so that it's not stuck. That's my biggest advice for y'all. Okay, so that's the week. Dang, it's gonna be a week y'all, but eclipses are here. Mario Kart season has commenced and I'm ready. It brings the shakeups, but you know what? It shapes things right into place in the way that they're supposed to be so that you're on the trajectory of your life in a way that you can handle and also in a way that challenges you a little bit, right? So... That's the week. Uh, Patreon, my top two tier subscribers. There's a tarot card pull for the week now posted. Um, for everyone, if you'd like to support my work in this podcast, you can join me over on Patreon and receive many more ways to woo, um, including lots of fun content of this woo-woo stuff and often additional bonus episodes of this podcast. For many more ways to work with me, you can check out stuff.com to book an astrology or tarot appointment and learn more about the classics, workshops, and in-person events that I hold each month. I also send a monthly newsletter that will be coming out uh, early, not this week, but next week. So if you'd like to join that list, you can find the sign up link on a pop-up as soon as you hit my website. Um, All right, y'all. So I hope that you have a wonderful week ahead. I know I just said it's going to be a doozy and it might, but maybe it'll be wonderful. You never know. So I will talk to you all next Sunday and just try and take it easy this week with all the eclipse season hoopla.